The world is changing rapidly. Empowerment is happening actively. Now is the best point in time to connect, share our unique stories. Through life experiences, we're learning from others and discovering our limitless potential, challenging our beliefs and aligning our action to our values, embracing our emotions and transforming ourselves so we can transform the world. Will we trust the progress? And how that mindset was shifted. So please, Shauna, um, please tell me more about how you believe in your, how, how you perceive yourself, others, and the world. That's a big question. Well, I have definitely been evolving how I see myself and others in the world. And it really began when I was 17, I had spinal fusion surgery. So I had a metal rod put in my spine and I went from this healthy, active teenager to lying in a hospital bed, unable to walk. And during that time, through tremendous pain and fear and loneliness, I discovered mindfulness. And I began reading and studying mindfulness and trying to practice meditation. And it really was this radical shift in my consciousness and in my mindset where this whole new world opened up to me. And what I would say is that my mindset has been continually evolving since that time. And mindfulness was what kind of opened the door. So mindfulness allowed you to shift your, your mindset. And tell me a little bit more about more specifically those memorable challenges that you were faced with that you overcame. Mm. So what was really challenging, and I think being a teenager, you're, you have a very narrow focus of life. And so I felt like my entire life had ended. I was captain of the volleyball team and had just signed to play at Duke University. And all of a sudden I realized I was never gonna play volleyball again. And so it felt like my entire life and world came crashing down. And what mindfulness helped me see is that the world is so much bigger and that there are infinite possibilities and we kind of get fixated on one idea of how life is supposed to be or one path that I'm supposed to take. And it opened up so many new pathways for me because the word mindfulness, it means to see clearly. So people often think mindfulness is a meditation, but really mindfulness is a way of being. And it's a way of seeing clearly the present moment so you can respond effectively. And so in those moments of, of pain and fear, mindfulness helped me meet those emotions in a very different way than I was used to, with a lot of compassion, a lot of curiosity, right? So often we feel something yucky and we're like, oh, I want to push it away. But mindfulness gives us the resources to meet it and say, huh, what is it like to feel afraid or to feel lonely or scared? And it helps us... Um, really face our life instead of running away from it. 
So face our life and not run away from it and really embracing those opportunities that are presented to us. And that's that's how I like to look at it as opportunities in, in, in lieu of challenges. And I know that your main focus of your book, Good Morning, I Love You, is mindfulness and self-compassion. What is the key message that people can take action towards today? Mm. The key message, and for me, this is such a hopeful one, is around neuroplasticity, which is the discovery, I think one of the most important discoveries we've had in the past 400 years of brain science. It's the discovery that our brain continues to change, that it's never static or stuck. And what this means is it's never too late. It's never too late to change, no matter what mistakes you've made, no matter what's happened in your past, no matter what your current circumstances are, it's never too late to learn practices and rewire your brain. So rewire your brain and your brain is not fixed, right? And it has the ability to learn and adapt to whatever input you are sending the message to. I love it. Exactly. That's exactly it. And it really is one of the most hopeful messages we've learned from science. It's that our brain is continually learning and evolving and growing. And that with practice, we can literally re-architect the very structure of our brain. In fact, you know, happiness can be trained because the very structure of our brain can be modified. Anything can be cultivated. Generosity, creativity, um, and that's really the beauty of mindfulness is it teaches us these practices that can help shape the brain in very healthy ways. And I agree with you 100%. And it's, it's funny that you're bringing this up because um, one of my mentors, his name is Joseph, and he actually, um, he went to UCLA. He has a background in neuroscience, and he was talking about this exact thing of rewiring your brain for positivity and it and, and he gave a um a simple exercise that people can do and it, it is kind of like a, a mental exercise but and it, it, it it's kind of a silly way of doing it but he literally um has people put their hand over their ear and and talk into your ear and say these positive things like I'm excited, I am powerful, I am and have these uh, these, these uh, messages directly into your brain every single morning. And, and the more you do it, the more you you're excited, the more you feel those those emotions. So the main right. thing he always says is what you think you feel, what you feel you'll do, and what you do you will have. Beautiful. I love that. And I, I would agree that some of these practices feel a little hokey sometimes, you know, like, am I really going to do that? Yeah. And in fact, you know, for me, one of the most powerful practices that I've ever learned that has radically transformed my life is a practice. Um, in fact, the title of my book, Good Morning, I Love You. And when I first started practicing, you know, I remember my meditation teacher I was, I was going through a very hard divorce and feeling a lot of self-judgment and shame. And I remember she said, you need to start practicing kindness toward yourself and compassion toward yourself. And she said, I want you to say, I love you, Shauna, every day. 
And I was like, no way. <laughs> um, and she noticed my hesitation and she said, fine, how about just saying good morning, Shauna, when you wake up, she said, put your hand on your heart. It releases oxytocin. It's good for you. She, she knew the science would win me over. So she says, put your hand on your heart and say, good morning, Shauna. And so I started practicing and I practiced for a few months and it was kind of nice, you know, instead of greeting myself with shame and judgment and fear, there is this kindness, a kind of flash of, of sweetness toward myself. And one morning it was my birthday and I was completely alone. I was at a place called Esalen in Big Sur. Anyone's heard of it? It's magical. And I woke up and I went down to the, the mineral hot springs and I was ready to do my good morning Shauna practice when all of a sudden, I don't know, it came out of the blue. I just said, good morning. I love you, Shauna. And I felt it. I felt this deep and abiding love of my grandmother, of my mother, this kind of universal love just flowing through me. And I felt my own self-love, perhaps for the first time in my adult life. And I have continued to practice this every day. And what I'll say is that some days it's easy, right? Sometimes I feel this sweetness and some days it's really hard and awkward and uncomfortable. But the key is I keep practicing because what we know from neuroplasticity is whatever you practice grows stronger. And if I want to practice self-kindness and compassion, if I want to grow that, I need to practice it. And that's really the question that I ask my patients and my students and people I work with is, what do you want to grow? That's, that's the question. That's the question. And, and I love that because this is what I'm super passionate about is it's, it's really no different than a personal trainer focusing on your abs or your biceps, right? It's, and and it's, it's, this is like a new, um, new science that is on the forefront of research and there's new studies coming out um, more Absolutely. recently. So I'm, I'm, I'm super excited about um, what, what the research is showing. And I think what you just said is so important that just like we physically train our body and our muscles, people understand and accept that we can also train our mind. And this mental training is essential for our well-being and our health. And so we can carve out new pathways of thought. We can carve out new ways of, of perceiving, like you asked me at the very beginning. And it happens through practice. In fact, neuroplasticity isn't good in and of itself, right? You can practice bad habits. You can practice depressive thoughts. You can practice anxiety. So what we're really talking about is positive neuroplasticity, where you're intentionally inclining your mind in practices that support your resources and, and grow your happiness and well-being.